listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. We're in, uh, actually we're in the heart of Crossville this morning. Uh, it's, uh, this is a military uh, town. <laughs> You know, all you need to do is drive through it, and you can see it's it's based around uh, veterans. They have a huge veterans display in the center of town, which I live down the block from, and uh, it's geared towards uh, the military, uh, which was what we're going to be talking about. Because uh, you know, I, I I didn't really want to cover the war in the Ukraine after last summer. Uh, I. You know, like they say, uh, look at the map if you want to see who's, you know, what's happening. And every time I looked at that map, I saw very little change in it. You know, uh, I, I figure with Russia's supposed military capabilities, they should have crushed the Ukraine within a month or two. They did not. And when they did not, I knew there was there's something fishy going on here. And you'll know. I, I wrote like, don't think um, I'm sitting here being it's like a correspondent for the mainstream news media or uh, you know the warmongers in this country but when I when, when, when I look at the, uh, the map I, I see that 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 this this is a it's become like a, a money-making opportunity so I, I, my point being that I, I, I didn't, I, I, wanted, I dropped it. I, I wrote all those articles uh, uh, lauding Putin as the, uh, the, the savior of the free world, and uh, I, don't, I, I don't take down my mistakes either. You can go back in the human and read them. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to claim omnificence here. Uh, I, boy, but I, did I make a mistake on that one? Uh, I leave it up there for you to see. I don't want anybody thinking that I know everything, because I sure as hell don't. I know I don't. Uh, which brings me to my... I have friends. I have friends in, you know, legitimately... Uh, well, let's say high places. I don't know. Uh, and they're in Southeast Asia. And uh, they've supported me. They've supported me for years. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're friends. They're real friends. And they're all wrapped up in this. They've been wrapped up in it for... <laughs> since it started. They think that they still think Putin is the savior of the free world and Z is rushing to his aid and we're all going to be saved from getting uh, our children having sex change operations and you know uh, it's the Satanists, the Western Satanists. And you'll get no argument from me. I'm proving to you right in this book that they've been Satanists for years. Uh, I, I, like I always say, I hate to use the word Satan, they worship the old gods. The old gods being Moloch, child sacrifice, pedophilia, incest. Uh, I mean, just take a look at what a skinwalker is. That's those are the t kind of entities they invite, and uh, they trade. They 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 trade on the powers of those entities for their with their wealth and stuff, and they've been doing it for hundreds of years. Uh, it's started in Britain with something called the Hellfire Club. And it's becoming more and more apparent every day uh, now to, to, to just regular people. Uh, and, you know, the King Charles's coronation. Uh, now, now I see Politico took one of my pictures, private stock, and published it saying that the coronation was haunted. 
and it was uh, we had pictures of the Grim Reaper showing up, of the crowd looking astonished and afraid. Well, the Royals too. Uh, we I published that. It was a TikTok video. And they're not telling you what they saw, although uh, one of my readers from Norway sent a picture of the Grim Reaper standing in the middle of the coronation. Uh, so, you know, they're going to, they'll pay. They're, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And uh, if you deal with these, these, these kind of entities, uh, you'll deal with the other ones too. Uh, you let them through the door. And the door's wide open now. Well, actually, it's been locked, but it was wide open. But we come to this war in the Ukraine. Now, I, I, I've, been, uh, I've been publicizing this guy, Rolo, uh, Rolo Slav. I, I, a lot of you know that I, I published an article from him like two years ago. Uh, I published it on VT. I published it on The Human. Yeah, I got over 10,000 reads from those publications alone. He was nobody then either. Never contacted me. Never said anything about it. I, I know some of my people subscribed to his channel after that. I don't know if it was for money, but I, I, they're my people, so I, they probably did. Uh, he never contacted me. That's strange, all right? That's very strange. Uh, which Gonzalo Lira, I, I mean, I'm the one who made that guy a household name. I got that guy hundreds of thousands of reads uh, uh, between the human and VT. That guy never contacted me either. So that, that tells me, you know, th these guys are being sponsored. Somebody's saying, ignore him. He don't, Jack Hart does not exist. Uh, you know, and somebody's giving them that, that from the top. So they, they're working for somebody. And, and Lolo doesn't help the other day with his video uh, telling people, uh, well, he says, well, the Queen will, will give me a, a grand, but now it's two grand now that I got so popular. Uh, I'll, I'll shut up. Well, <laughs> I was offered a lot more than that. A lot more than that. I was offered celebrity. And I would not, I would not say what they wanted me to say. Uh, you're serious about this. Why would you trade your integrity to anybody? So uh, Rolo's a questionable character. But he's bringing out a lot of stuff you know, now about this war that, that, you know, it was obvious to me but a year ago. Uh, and uh, uh, he, the last guy he had on there was uh, the guy's from Texas. you got to love this guy. Uh, I, 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 sh I, I shared his, uh, the interview this morning. He's a, a Christian, communist, uh, uh, I guess you would call him mercenary. I don't know. He, he, he went to the Ukraine from day one. To fight for Russia and Donbass. Uh, he's from Texas, and uh, he's been fighting there for uh, since since the war began. I published his article too on the Human and VT, I think it was. Uh, and uh, he, he had a lot of very interesting things to say. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like my friends in in, in Asia, they're telling me, oh well, this protozoan. Uh, He's uh, the, the guy that I can never pronounce these Russian names. I'm sorry, my Russian listeners. I'm just so American, man. I'm from Brooklyn. What can I do? Can't help myself. I'm from Brooklyn. Uh, you're listening to Joe Pesci with a brain, actually. But well, I hope I have a brain. But in any case, uh, they, they, they're like, oh, this is something called Mariska. It's, it's a Russian war tactic. Uh, they're lying. Uh, they're fooling them. No, nobody's fooling anybody. Uh, that's. Uh, what apparently looks to be happening 
is the Russians are going to collapse, man. Uh, and uh, they're teetering on collapsing now. And the Ukraine is about to launch their second offensive, major offensive. And uh, I don't think they can withstand it. And uh, Russia's going to have a lot of problems because these Ukrainians are, are, I don't care what you want to say about them, call them Nazis, call them whatever the fuck you want to call them. They are a fierce fucking people. And if they break through into the Donbass and into the Crimea, I think they'll be coming to Russia too. They ain't forgotten. They ain't forgotten that you starved 10 million of them uh, 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 with your, your Soviet socialist revolution. That's never been forgotten there. That's why you, what you, you people are calling Nazis. Because the Nazis, they consider uh, considered as liberators from, from, from the Soviet Union. They welcomed the Nazis with open arms. They did as much fighting as the Germans did on the Russian front. Uh, no, none of that's been forgotten. And if they should break through, and I expect them to, they may, uh, America is not as crazy. Well, America's evil, but she is not stupid. Uh, they could very well topple the Moscow regime. Uh, you have what, what, what this guy from Texas is saying is you have all these uh, oligarchs over there. And they've never been really, Putin removed the ones that wouldn't do business with him. He kept the ones, his daughter's married into one of the families. Uh, and and they're, they're running things. They've been given positions of head of the military. Had, they're stealing just like all the money that, that, that America's, only 30%, even, uh, I, I think it was the liberal uh, press admitted it, admitted it, and then they retracted it. I think Politico admitted it, the same people who stole my private picture. Thank you, Politico, but we have a lot more of those where those came from. But in any case, uh, uh, only 30% was getting of, of that $110 million we supposedly sent, a billion dollars, uh, supposedly sent them, got through to arms. And apparently the same thing is going on in Russia with the, with the arms that are supposed to be being shipped to those armies. They're really equipped. I, I mean, what we're seeing is demo tapes of Russians shooting off these high-quality missiles and stuff like that that they have developed. I have my own theories as to that, but I promised I would I would keep the gloves on today, because uh, I took, took took them off yesterday. I was feeling very angry at Mother's Day and Father's Day and stuff like that. Always does that to me. But in any case, I I I, I have you with me. I have you with me, a combat veteran. You, you all know him, Phil Hunter. Twenty five years military experience, most of that in the intelligence field, uh, and. He was uh, stationed in Germany for a long time where his job was to figure out what Putin was going to do next when Putin was running the uh, KGB in, Ger in East Germany. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at guys like Scott Ritter and the, the, the what are they, the Duran, what are they, uh, the rock group, those two homosexuals, uh, and, uh, the, oh, Scott Ritter, a, a known, a known pedophile, twice, twice they could, not once, twice. Okay, maybe you're telling me you got framed the first time, the second time too. Uh, no, the guy's a pedophile, and this guy McGregor, I, I don't know where did he ever fight? Did he ever have a fight in the schoolyard? So I, I, I kind of like brought in my own expert today, and I like to hand it over to him. Phil, what, what do you want to say about this? I will say first and foremost that um, any conflict. And any plan for a conflict um, doesn't survive the first shot. 
the thinking on on our part, the thinking on most of the uh, the world's part, before the United States and and Europe got so heavily involved in money laundering through uh, this business in the Ukraine, was that the Soviet Union was bad for the world. The Soviet Union collapsed and became a capitalistic oligarch, um, and, and probably they're just involved in the as as involved in the technocracy as everybody else is. Um, this is all about business. The, so, the Russians should have been able to go in there, roll over that place in about two weeks. Um, half a million men, all trained, best equipment in the world. They should have had that sewn up. There's a reason why that didn't happen. And, and my consideration is that that reason is only dollar signs. Um, they, there's way too many people, as Jack was just saying, they, only 30% of that money is actually going for where it's supposed to be going. Um, and, and then I heard on the radio this morning that um, Zelensky's in uh, London with his hat in hand again, panhandling, looking for more money. Um, you know, and the Russian troops and the Wagner troops, they are uh, saying, we need ammo, we need this, we need... The, their supply lines aren't cut, they're just not getting the supplies. The question then becomes, why are they not getting the supplies? Because Iran wants to make money, China wants to make money, all of these other countries that are supportive of one side or the other are lining their pockets, the bureaucrats, the, the corporate owners. Those, are, those people are all lining their pockets with the thousands of dollars per taxpayer in every one of these countries where this money's being sent from. Um, the United States has sent $100 billion to Ukraine. Well, divide that by how many taxpayers we have in this country. What do we got? 90 million taxpayers. That's a lot of money out of my pocket that's going into Zelensky and his likes pockets. You think the people in Iran or, uh, or in Afghanistan or Pakistan or any of the stands in China that are being uh, shaken down for their money um, are even looking at where that money's actually going into people's pockets. The Biden crime family, <laughs> they got nothing on this, this bunch of, and I, I got this from your cousin Michael, um, the owners. Uh, and, and I really think that these guys, that they feel they're the owners of the planet. And, and they are... Um, going to manipulate both sides in the in the Russian Republic um, because there are two political sides there. Well, they've been doing uh, this for a hundred years. They've been they, doing, at and, least a hundred years from my research on the book. Exactly, and they're and they're doing it here. They're doing it every place they possibly can to keep conflict going. Why are they doing that? 
the reason they keep people in confusion, and, and that's why I started out with uh, the best laid plan doesn't survive the first shot. You know, um, my father always taught me that. He says, uh, the first time you get hit in the face, the game plan goes right out. That's right. Whatever, whatever you had in, in, in mind, you, you are now in a situation where you have to adapt. Um, but they, they, that confusion, that momentary confusion, has been kept in everyone's life for at least 100 years. Um, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what Putin's going to come out and say next. You don't know what Biden's going to come out and say next. And they own the media, so they're keeping that divisiveness and that division going through that as well. Um, they are totally and, and completely involved in keeping the everyday person the man or woman who is producing for themselves so they can supply their needs, food, shelter, and clothing, they are keeping them in total confusion and cognitive dissonance uh, due to the fact that if the numbers got large enough, they would turn upon the owners and we would be in anarchy for God knows how long. Um, they don't want that end game. They want to maintain their power. Um, this billions and billions and billions of dollars changing hands uh, at, on the backs of boys and girls that are dying, and I say this knowing that they are recruiting children into these armies. They're bringing in elders 60, 70 year old men into these armies. Um, why are they doing that? What, what is it that requires that? Um, if they just sat down at the table and, and had some conciliatory, conciliatory discussions and um, they came to agreements like adults are to, supposed to do. They won't even sit down at the table together. That's, no, no. And the Russians have offered many times over. But there again, I, I am not any longer a student of the factions within Russia itself. Um, but we're certainly hearing that there are two factions. Uh, one faction wants to get rid of the, the uh, Nazis the National Socialists, the people who believe in nationalism and borders and, and a place to live. And the flip side of that is they don't want NATO and the NATO weapons right on their doorstep either. So there's a lot of different questions going on there. But the two different groups in, the, in Russia, it's obvious that there's, there's pushback. There's been uh, media... Not much, but a little bit um, regarding pushback from, uh, quote, the people. Um, I think it's more the opposition political party um, that is, is the downfall of this strategic, quick operation that is now going on 
over well over a year, um, and and you know the Donbass, we we can go all the way back. Shoot, what 2007, um, and and issues there. Uh, go back to 2014 and issues there. Uh, there's been a war going on there for a long time, and that again could easily have been settled, other than um, certain groups, owners and and financiers seeing this as a, as a big cash cow um, for their pockets, and that's that's really what I I see happening at this. Right, I, I that that's what I'm seeing too, I, and I've been seeing it since last summer. Some of the things uh, that this that uh, our, our communist Christian Texan gunslinger talks about are very interesting. He talks about in the Donbass uh, and and these regions where the Russians have been uh, persecuted. I think it was uh, fourteen thousand of them have been killed. Uh, a lot of the problems arise from the fact that these people have been disarmed. Uh, they don't have any guns. Uh, and the Soviet Union disarmed them all, and then they, they kept to that policy. Uh, and if they had had guns, this never would have got to the, uh, to the point where Russia did have to intervene. Because uh, they could have defended themselves. I, I mean, an AK-47 or an M-16 ain't going to do much against the tank. Uh, but as, as we've repeatedly seen in, in wars, uh, that, that the tank... Uh, the tank, in the end, uh, cannot overcome a determined uh, ground uh, ground troops. Uh, I mean, uh, if we didn't learn that in Vietnam, we certainly should have learned it in Afghanistan. And uh, I can cite numerous other wars. Uh, technology doesn't win wars. Uh, a determined men uh, carrying rifles win wars. And fighting for their homeland. Right, right. Well, versus, versus invaders. That's what that's what everybody believes they're doing, and uh, at the the situation the Russians are in now, well, I think it's as if uh, Mexico had attacked us. Which they have, no, but uh, they they're not using tanks and guns. They're uh, just using people. Yeah, but, uh, uh, and and our army was teetering on the brink of collapse along our southern border, and. Uh, the Bidden Crime family was playing around in Washington, and uh, I mean, Phil, you, 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 I know you fought in a lot of places, but you always had ammo and equipment, didn't you? I, these guys, they're not even getting equipment, man. Uh, and Russian people better wake up fast, man, because uh, like I said, they break through. They're not stopping. They're not stopping. They, they, they've been living for this for two generations, three generations now. Uh, this is what they do. That's what all that Nazi regala you see them wearing is all about. I mean, uh, Rollo tries to tell uh, the Texan, oh, well, they're not all Nazis. Uh, the Texan says, well, everyone I've seen was. <laughs> I know a lot of them. Uh, yeah, they are all Nazis, and, and they have a reason for being Nazis. Uh, what was done to the Ukraine was uh, one of the great tragedies, one of the great tragedies of European civilization. Uh, it's not like it's personal. No, I was just going to say that. That's very good because the British have an MO of doing things like this. Uh, they did it. Uh, they did it in uh, uh, India. They did it in Africa, uh, and 
if you really study the Russian Revolution, <laughs> it was orchestrated by the British. It was orchestrated by the British. All those men, a lot of the leaders and stuff, they were, they were trained. They were trained in Brooklyn. They, they were trained uh, by, by uh, a lot of them were Jews from Brooklyn. They could speak Russian. And they were sent over there like a plague. Uh, and uh, Britain was financing their training. Uh, it was all planned. It was all, every war, every war we fought in the last, throughout the whole 20th century was in, in somewhat a microcosm or a, an exact replica of what you're seeing in the Ukraine now. None of those wasn't necessary. Uh, they, they, they made money. They, that's the principal thing. Well, it's the military-industrial complex that's making the money. The owners. Who yeah. owns the military-industrial complexes? And please, everybody, don't say Jew all the time. Uh, you know, uh, there's the old, uh, the old European families. Uh, they're, they're the ones who own these things. And, and, and uh, as Kennedy said, uh, you know, his, his father's favorite uh, speech and his uncle's favorite speech was uh, Eisenhower's speech. Regardless of what you think about Eisenhower, uh, and what he did to the Germans, uh, Eisenhower made the landmark speech for the West before he left for office. And he warned you, he warned you about these people uh, and the military-industrial complex. And I've read letters that he wrote to his brother, too, uh, talking about how H.L. Hunt and the Bush and Com uh, Company, these are the oil barons, uh, thought they were going to eliminate Social Security. Uh, and, uh, and everything that's been gained in, in uh, civil rights, which, by the way, it started with the, uh, I'm finding out now, it started with Kaiser Wilhelm II, uh, who was vilified as, as the uh, understudy or the precursor to Adolf Hitler. Well, that also comes back to Albert during his time with Victoria and the families there. Um, Albert saw the need for individual liberties as well as individual growth. Um, and, and he pushed that upon the, the oligarchs, and they, they sure didn't like it. Um. No, there was a major thing called the, uh, uh, the People's Bill that was introduced by, uh, 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 what was his name, oh, Lloyd George. And uh, they, bought, they ended up buying up Lloyd George. And, and the House of Lords stopped that bill dead in its tracks, watered it down, and made it more or less... Uh, well, half the money went towards the war effort, at least. Uh, it was supposed to go towards the uh, British people's uh, Social Security and pension. Uh, that happened with 1909-1910. Go look it up and read about it. Yeah, but that's, that's when we, we, as people in the West, uh, and British and Americans, we started losing ground there. Because then, then they installed uh, Woodrow Wilson, who was a nobody. He was some, some congressman from uh, a backwater state. Uh, nobody even knew who he was, and uh, British money got sunk into him. These oligarchs that you think don't exist, you think they're all named Shlomo, they're not. Uh, and they made Woodrow Wilson the president of this country. And then they pushed through the Federal Reserve, because Woodrow Wilson, as far as I can figure out, was a homosexual, a wanton homosexual, and they had the goods on him. He was going to do exactly what they told him to do. Well, nationalism is a belief system in your nation and in your culture. 
And as we can see in the United States and, and around the world, if you don't hold true to that nationalism, that teaching, that foundation of the nation, uh, then you devolve into chaos. Now, socialism is another system, system of governance, that um, provides for the needs of people who supposedly can't provide for themselves um, or that everybody is considered equal amongst their peers and therefore they all get the same. Uh, just a, a very, very basic definition of socialism. But those in the United States that say that this is not a socialist country have never looked at the social programs. The hundreds and hundreds of social programs in this country, they tell you right there what they are. They're socialist programs. Well, the British came up with a hundred-year plan when they invented the Fabian Society to turn us all into socialists. Uh, and we're still, they're still on. They are at the culmination of that hundred-year plan. They will keep their castles. They will keep their, 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 their you know, wherever their houses all over the world. Uh, gambling and, and their billion-dollar yachts and, and their everything yachts, else. Yeah, 400-foot yachts, their private jet. And we will live in abject poverty. And uh, that's the difference. Like Phil's talking about socialism. There's two forms of socialism, okay? There's a socialism where private property is eliminated, okay? And everybody is called egalitarianism, and everybody is treated as an equal. And then there's another form of socialism called national socialism, which, is, which comes in the dreaded Nazi that they would have you believe is so horrible. And that, that, that okay, that, that private property is, is protected under the 25 points, which is what national socialism is based on. You know, guaranteed your rights to private property. And egalitarianism by, by the founders, like Sabatendorf, his, his, his motto was egalitarianism is death. I can't be considered an equal to the 70 IQ woman, inner city woman who is having more 70 IQ children because she gets a stipend for each children from the government. I, I, will, I will not, I will not allow that, uh, her to dictate one breath, one breath of my life. And... Uh, that's why I call myself a national socialist. Because I, I do believe I, 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 this evil all arises from the fact that these people have billions of dollars. And they, they've, uh, they've indoctrinated uh, like uh, nouveau rich billionaires like Bill Gates, and, uh, just uh, for instance, uh, and, and all these Chinamen that are billionaires too. All, all of them have been welcomed into the club. But I'll tell you who's at the top of the club, and you just seen the coronation ceremony in England, and uh, like like Politico is realizing now, that coronation is haunted. Uh, I have a friend in England says it's raining every day <laughs> over King Charles's palace. <laughs> it looks like the Munster setting. Uh, it's a local joke, but. You know, for Politico to go saying that and using my picture of the demon sitting in the carriage after the queen dropped dead. Yeah, they know. Uh, 
And that's just what we have, is a bunch of demons that are... are well, that's what I'm saying. Don't, you cannot... Created they, by these individuals. They've dealt with these demons for hundreds of years. Right. You, 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 you left the door open, man. You left the door open. You didn't know... And you didn't know you didn't have any control over them either. And they, everybody's not uh, some. They're not. They're not all working together either. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's obvious. <laughs> so uh, there is no end game. That that's what we're we're seeing now. Uh, and uh, you know, as far as my friends in East Asia, uh, they claim that in the United States we'll be eating our own children by next year. You guys are living in a pipe dream, man. Uh, these people are all eating quite well and they'll continue to eat quite well. Uh, here I am in the middle of uh, uh, some of the most fertile territory in the United States. and uh, Looks like you're going to have a bumper crop here. Most cattle are fat already. Everything's greener than frickin' Ireland. We're like, uh, the, 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 the foliage is exploding. Uh, well, there's a day in May every year that I call the Day of a Million Greens. And it tends to happen right around Mother's Day when finally the oaks have fully leafed out. And it, on a sunny day, if you look at a tree line uh, across a pasture, you can't count the number of greens that you see. And that, that's where we were at this weekend. It, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, this, this area is, uh, I think you could throw anything in the ground and they grow here. Uh, sort of a tropical right variety because um, we can't grow peaches can't grow plums well, those are more or less tropicals you know? right uh, right yeah so but the, anything that grows in a temperate climate will grow here like eh, this, these people are not the Americans are not going to stop they're not going to let that happen they may, could, they may blow up all the food depots so they can better control the food supply which they did it blew up like a 96. I stopped counting at 96. I was covering it. Uh, but they're not going to not gonna let the people stall. These people are all armed. You know, that's the last thing they're going to do. They're going to keep them happy. I mean, and that, that comes back to it, uh, that the comments made by the Donbass Cowboy. Uh, is that the Donbass Cowboy? Okay. Yeah, they, with regard to the... Uh, removal of weapons from the people of Ukraine um, and what that did and, and con the problems it continues to cause. Um, you know, there is a way uh, that you can have all of your people ready, willing, and capable of using firearms which are issued by the government. Well, he gave Switzerland this an Just ask the Swiss. Exactly. Um, you know, in Germany, uh, the majority of young men are conscripted to at least six months of military service, so they have some training. Well, if we were to do that in this country, and they, those individuals were issued a firearm, let's call it an M4 assault rifle, and 210 rounds of ammunition. Um, if that were the case, and those were issued to every swinging dick out there, uh, there would be a whole lot less crime. 
there would be a whole lot less push from the government to take from one region or one productive area of society and give to non-productive society because they would not allow it. Um, that's why there's such a push in this country by those who would divide us to take weapons. And you know, I don't give a shit about background checks and that kind of thing. Check my background, I don't care. Um, you know, if, if you want to, as he, as, as the Donbass cowboy had to go through in, in Ukraine to have his weapons, he went in and had to have psychological testing done and had to, they fired his weapons into barrels and they kept the rounds and cataloged those rounds and, and if the, those weapons were used in a crime where they found that, they would be coming looking for him. I don't care. Do that. The point is, do not take people's guns because if you take their guns, then they have no means by which to protect themselves. Self-defense. Right. And that, and that's what he said, too. He says, I'll defend myself. I, 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 nobody can tell me that I can't defend myself. And I will defend myself against anybody who tells me I can't defend myself. Exactly. So these knee-jerk, uh, and don't call them liberals either. Don't call them blacks. Don't call them Hispanics. Don't call them Chinese. I said, I'm sorry, I was at Richmond. You can go look at the pictures. They were black, white, Hispanic. When they try to take everybody's guns, that was the only time you ever seen every American together on the streets. Nobody was nobody with half a brain would give up their weapons at a time like this. You got RFK Jr. running for president now. Both his fathers assassinated by the CIA. And he's exposing what they did with this vaccine and this, this COVID scare. And in the face of this, you tell me you want gun control? Well, I, I think that you are a, you are an enemy combatant. You're not going to come to my house with a, a needle I, I in hand. I think we should fire on them. I really, I believe we should organize our militias now. And you, any anything about gun control comes out of your mouth, the next thing is an M16 round goes right through your forehead. That's what I think. But there again, that's the wrong target. The, the, the target is not the individual saying that. It is the person who's putting that in, or the organizations that are putting that right. person up yes, to saying that. Correct. Um, correct. And, and that and is... So, if they suffered the consequences of their words, these 300-pound blue-haired fat women with the, with the pins through their nose, if they had to suffer the consequences... They'd start thinking about what they said. Right, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yes, to I understand. I understand that. The, the point being, though is those who are making money off of the divisiveness that is being spewed by every media outlet and just about every talking head on the planet across the internet, that divisiveness is what is causing the electorate to continue to nibble away at your right to defend yourself. Defend yourself against any enemy. And again, if that enemy is one that has a magical potion 
and a syringe and comes to your door and says, we have orders from the government. Well, that right there is enough for me to say, get off my porch. Um, I'm, I won't let them in. And, and uh, they'll take me quickly. And I'll take a bunch with. But uh, that's, that's just my take on it. Um, I, I don't think that, that I have an issue and I will be saying this to the Tennessee legislature and the governor. I don't have an issue with background checks. You can have a background check, no problem. Um, they've been doing them for years and years and years. That Just because someone has a background check does not stop them from being insane. Look at all these people that we see in the media over the last couple of years that, quote, legally obtained their firearms. Well, that legal obtaining of the fire alarm includes a background check. So background checks are there. And then they want to talk about red flag laws and, and taking your guns away if you um, are deemed to be a danger to yourself or to others. Well... We know from confiscation and property confiscation, even in cases where there was no um, crime found, that that property confiscation takes years and years to litigate and get that property back, whether it was a car or cash. You know, there's people stopped on I-40 going through Crossville that. I've read in the newspaper they get stopped and they've got $50,000 cash in their car and the state of Tennessee confiscates it. Well, you're a drug dealer. You have no evidence, but they confiscate it anyway. These are issues that we're up against. And it's little bits and pieces uh, that, that have to be stopped. And, and unless we stop those, those, those legislators are going to have these people owned by the owners, the, the purple-haired 300-pounders that are owned by the owners, that the only thing they want is their money. Those women or men, all they want is their money or their 15 minutes of fame in the case of uh, somebody named after a bird. Um, I think the bird's called a swift. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> He's talking about John Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another one. Um, but they, ultimately, we're, we're going to come down to they're going to try nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and nibbling until the Constitution of the United States is no longer valid in any way, shape, or form. And they've done that at, in each state they try to do that in the state legislatures so that they, they, there is no uh, consistency. And I could do without a national constitution if we had the 25 points in a local or regional constitution. That would be fine with me. Um, the, the things that need to be said are we will not accept this continued degrading of our human rights. Inalienable rights is what it says which means you can't take them away. But they're sure putting a lot of aliens in the country. Anyway, go ahead, Jack. Well, uh, 
Well, uh, RFK Jr. talks about that. We're going to publish his uh, interview with that British guy that, uh, I don't know, he's a, he's a mainstream, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess he's Great Britain's version of, of uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, but in any case, uh, he talks about, you know, they, they, that was a full front, what the COVID laws were a full frontal assault on, on America's First Amendment rights. They cannot make a full frontal assault on the Second Amendment, and RFK Jr. pointed that out, that they attacked everything in the Constitution but the Second Amendment, because, as Phil just said, that's got to be nibbled on. They found that out in Richmond, uh, that, that Americans just are not going to have that. The sheriffs, the sheriffs that run the counties are not going to have that. So uh, that they, they have to take it in little bites. And that's what they're going to proceed to do. These people are very patient. I told you. Uh, 100-year plan. Yeah, the Fabian Society's been working. It's 150 years maybe now we're going on. Uh, they, they, they go generationally. Because you know what? They're, they're living in castles. They're going places on their 400-foot yachts. They're gambling away fortunes in Monte Carlo. What the hell? Uh, there's always more where that came from. Uh, and... Uh, doesn't bother them uh, that they don't. They're not in a rush. They're not in a rush. They have great lives. Now, people like me and Phil, I I, I don't require a 400-foot yacht to tell you the truth. I, uh, hey, I'd like a 24-foot Boston whaler, you know, so I could run the canyon and fish for fish for tuna. But as far as a 400-foot yacht, what would I do with that? You need a captain to, 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 uh, for anything over four, uh, 45 or 50 foot anyway. You have to hire a professional captain. My father used to do it for a living. Uh, and gambling, I don't gamble. And uh, I don't need a Lamborghini to get a girl, uh, you know. Uh, you, you take your Lamborghini to the, to the club, and I'll just take my 30-year-old self when I was 30 to that club. And we'll see who walks out with the girl. You know, uh, it was always, always. The Lamborghini, you don't get the girl. Uh, the man does. The man does. Now, that's part of what motivates them, too. It kills them. It kills them. Which is why you have a, a full frontal assault on, on masculinity, too. Uh, and uh, I, I, we started off, and we're talking a, a little bit more. I, 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 in the, I'm finding out from these guys like the Don Bass Cowboy, and uh, I, I don't trust Rollo, but uh, somebody's giving them talking points. Uh, the Russians are going through the same thing we are. Uh, their media hates them. Their politicians hate them. Their oligarchs hate them. And, uh, and they're replacing them. They're, they're flooding Russian cities with, with, uh, with brown-skinned people, Muslims, Orientals, and driving the white populace out. And my European friends, what has that done for your communities it's, it's we're being displaced uh, we Europeans are being displaced uh, by our own governments by our own governments under the ages of, of people like the Fabian society which like I said for 150 years they've planned this uh, I, I mean they spelled it out in the clergy plan. Every, anybody tells you not to talk about replace they, they try to make a laws replacement theory yeah, yeah. Uh, is a moron is a moron <laughs> go back and read your old Europea by uh, Count Clergy uh, 
You know, they, 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 they outlined the whole thing in 1923. Uh, uh, they were all on board with it. Uh, uh, oh, the Roosevelt's, uh, uh, the, the Einstein, all, all the, the movers and thinkers, uh, the, the writers, everybody, everybody was on board with this. Uh, and, uh, and they really thought the eugenics was the way to go. That's another thing that they're actually trying to, that, that, that's what I think the vaccine is about. They're actually trying to uh, change, change to build a, a new, new kind of human. Uh, uh, the, they used to call it the Soviet man, uh, the new Soviet man. But uh, I think uh, Anthony Burgess and his clockwork orange, everybody talks about, oh, 1984, 1984. But uh, I think Burgess's clockwork orange was uh, a little closer to the truth about how they would uh, uh, bring this new man into, into existence and what the government was. Well, Anthony Burgess should be closer to the truth because he worked alongside these people uh, in World War II. He was OSS. And uh, you know, while he was out uh, doing something for the war, uh, they raped his wife in a bar. You know, his boys, his boys from the OSS, the privileged, uh, the privileged British aristocracy, and uh, I think he more or less wrote. Okay, he said he wrote it drunk in four or five weeks. Uh, I think he wrote it as an act of vengeance. And uh, you, you ought to read that because a lot of it involves using chemical stimu- you know, chemicals on people, and that's what they're doing now. And electronics. Electronics, well, well, it wasn't so advanced that he knew about the kind of stuff that they, the microwaves and stuff like that that they're using now. But, uh, you know, that he, he had the... the, the they showed him that there's uh, the kid that they're trying to brainwash. They open up his eyes and they show him all these images and, uh, from a screen, and and they pump him full of drugs and they more or less lobotomize him. Yeah, and uh, I, I re- truly recommend. Uh, 1984 is a good book, but it's not as accurate as The Clockwork Orange. The Clockwork Orange is your book if you want to really read about. Then go re- watch the movie Control Factor. <laughs> Metropolitan, uh, yeah, the Control Factor. We recently uh, we dug that up. We dug that up. Uh, actually, Greg dug that up. Thank, Thank you, Greg. Greg. Yep. Uh, and and Phil dug up the other one about the Black Duke, the uh, Phantoms. Yeah, two movies I saw. Uh, predictive. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's clairvoyant either. Like I said, Burgess was a uh, ground floor with them. Uh, he ended up being buried in Monte Carlo, where only royalty is buried. So obviously he has royal blood too. Uh, so uh, he knew he knew what was up. He knew what time it was. Uh, he wasn't just a, a, a run-of-the-mill street corner academic. Uh, so. Here's the situation as I see it. Um, Barring any global catastrophe, um, because that could happen at any time, there is no end game for everyday people, foreseeable. Um, Not in our lifetimes, anyway. That's what I was trying to say before, Phil. What do we want out of life? I don't want a whole lot. I want to eat. I, I, now I'm old. I can't walk on the beach with a beautiful woman. But if I was a young man, I want to go. You know, I, I want to go to a beach. I want to go fishing when they want. I want. I want to go talk to a pretty girl. 
You know, like the song. Uh, uh, there's not much else after that. I want. I, I used to like to plant things and watch them grow. I mean, that's you want to have pride in your accomplishments. I want. I want to produce something at the end. You of want the to day produce. Say, Look, I made that. Right. You know, and my fellow man can enjoy it. I, that's, I, I don't require a Lamborghini. I don't require a castle. And I don't require gambling trips to Monte Carlo. Uh, and I don't require a whore with a bunch of plastic surgery marrying me and, and squeezing me for the rest of my life either. I feel sorry for those guys. I, I, in a way, I feel sorry for them. Like Gordon Duff said, they never slept with a cheerleader. Unless they were paying her first. The uh, so the, this discussion that we've had ongoing now for quite some time uh, between Jack Hart and I and O'Rage and all those that are involved in the discussions on our the the blog and and on Substack and before that Patreon and before that Open Salon and during the, the VT years, the VT big years, all of that comes down to there is no quick fix on the part of Jack or I um, that we're going to see uh, resolve these issues. These issues have been around for hundreds of years. What's going to have to happen is our children and our grandchildren are going to have to be taught. Are there enough of them being taught to see these things so that when they get in any position, any position of leadership, whether it's uh, the, the guy leading a, a three-man grass-cutting crew or uh, a military leader or a management position, or they're leading themselves in their productivity of their life, they realize that they're doing that because it's their God-given right to do so and not because some government lets them do that. And if the government tries to stop them from doing that, being productive and meeting their own needs without hurting another, then it's the government that's the problem. Uh, and they have to in, bring themselves to be active in that change. But the change that we hear about today is give the queers whatever they want. Give the fat lady more money so she can have more kids. So we can give her more money. And then give more, give more money to, to all these other countries that have no strategic value to the United States that have no business getting the dollars out of my pocket, <laughs> which means I can't help my friend down the street because the dollars were taken out of my pocket and that egalitarian government you talked about giving money, which only a very small percentage actually goes for the purpose of what it was intended for in the first place. The rest of it's going into other people's pockets. That, to me, is what needs to be first and foremost in all of our children and grandchildren's minds. Yeah, well, uh, the wars we've, we've fought have been zero benefit to the United States uh, people. Uh, 
and, and starting starting with World War One. Maybe maybe even starting with the Spanish American it War. Started with the Civil War. Well, that was we fought we fought over states' rights, which we're talking about. It was, essentially. It, it was the same people out of London in Europe that that caused that to happen, that caused um, all the world's wars since then. Well, that's why Andrew Jackson hated them, and that's why they hate Andrew Jackson so much today, right. and they, they right. try to make him into a terrible racist yeah. when he was raised by Indians. The guy did what he had to do. I mean, his, his, he wanted on his tombstone. He, he stopped the federal bank. He, he hated where, the British because he knew they were trying to take this country. They never stopped. No. I actually won the War of 1812, so once once that happened, uh, it was really all downhill after that. Uh, we came back under control of the aristocracy, who, as I've been telling you, uh, under the aegis of the Hellfire Club has been... Uh, Doing God only knows what. They've been playing both sides Tony against the middle. Play that here, but you know, they're they're playing both sides against the middle. Consorting with demons, uh, and and they're doing it in in both the spiritual and the physical realms, and and that is the issue. And the divide and conquer method is very prevalent in all of their actions. If if something's divisive. That's the first thing that I'm going to do is if I see it as divisive, I'm going to start questioning. And this, this here, the Americas, South and North America, this continent, the Western Hemisphere, is a, a land that's prone to this type of demonic possession. Oh, some of you maybe, uh, what do you call yourselves, rationalists? Oh, well, you better study some history and see who the Aztecs were and see who uh, Cortez was, too. Another guy they don't want you knowing about. Uh, this, this, was a, this was a land once of beautiful abundance, magnificent cities. Full of plenty. Full of plenty, and then it, it was, it, uh, they converted to a, a religion that was horrible beyond belief, with human sacrifice, thousands of people being sacrificed every day. Uh, cannibalism, uh, just... Something like, uh, you, you want to talk about uh, what happens when you go over the event horizon with that movie with Lawrence Fishburne. That's what it was like here. And uh, Cortez came. And uh, with a handful of men, they tell you, oh, he, he organized the Indians. Uh, the Indians fought against the Indians. That's not what happened, man. The Talaxans uh, faced off with 100,000 warriors against a few hundred conquistadors. And... He slaughtered them. And after they saw that, they said, these people are gods. I mean, and then they became allied with, with, with the conquistadors, not before that. Uh, I've read, I've been studying that lately in accounts of a guy like Al Alvarez was the principal swordsman and stuff. Uh, and I'm cornered with uh, like a hundred warriors on him. And he actually levitated from between them. And everybody's seen it, too. Uh, and every time they would set up their idols again, uh, Cortez would come and set up an idol of the Virgin Mary. He was calling on the goddess. I believe he was a Knights Templar. And other things like the Kensington Runestone talk about that too, about uh, early explorations of America, 
hundreds of years before Columbus and uh, oh, and we can go back thousands of years. But they called on the goddess. They called on the goddess in the Kensington Moonstone too. They said, "Ave Maria, protect us." So you can retreat to your little land of rationalism and, and not believe that these things they they exist. They're real. They're real, and you live in the midst of it, and uh, it's it's something's going to have to be done before before we do get a a Cortez or a Pizarro because he ended up he didn't want to but they made it so he had to kill them all and uh, that's what's going to happen here too it's not it's it's a repetitive thing man so with that I'm gonna we're running over here and uh, my friends over there in Southeast Asia man you guys uh, Look at the map. That's what uh, Donbass uh, Cowboy tells you. Look at the map. You're not winning this war. Uh, the Ukrainians are about to break through, man. They haven't launched their second offensive. God help the Russians when they do. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Forge. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.